Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Don't place your time and value on temporal things. Have a light touch. Our citizenship isn't here. It's in heaven. Be careful we don't get tangled with the things of this world and lose out on treasure. You see, if we're only investing in my security, what I want, my comfort, my pleasure, I'm making a bad investment. Is it worth it? Is enjoying the luxuries and pleasures of this world worth sacrificing eternal life? Not that everything in this world is bad, but Scripture states that godliness with contentment is great gain. Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners that they can find joy and satisfaction even on earth through Christ. Don't be deceived that Jesus wants you to live in misery until heaven. He will continually bless those who choose to forsake this world and follow him. Can you testify to the rewards he provides on earth as in heaven? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew as he continues his message entitled, Following Jesus Leads to Rewards Now and Later. Now, it doesn't mean riches are bad. No good thing will God withhold from us. God loves to give his blessings. We have all these blessings in life. But we have to be careful what our focus is. Let me give you this morning three reasons that riches are dangerous. Three. Number one, why are riches dangerous? Number one, riches encourage a false independence and a false security. See, if I have enough money... Money is power. And I can use my money and my power and my influence to pretty much solve anything I want in my life if I got enough. But at some point as you move through life, you realize you you can't buy the medical care you need because there's no cure for you. You can't buy enough gifts for your wife that will offset your kind words to her. You're loving her. You're taking care of her. The, The gifts won't take place of you showing love. So we have to be very careful because we have this false independence and security. The rich young man that said to Jesus, Jesus said, get rid of riches and follow me. No way. I'm not going to be dependent on you. I'm going to do life my way. It's a danger. It's a huge danger. Notice what Revelation 3.17 says. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. God looked down and he said this. And you don't know Or realize that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Number two, riches cause me to focus our attention and priorities on this earth 
and this life. When I have lots of stuff, my focus isn't on eternal things. Take your Bibles, put your finger right there, and turn back to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, just for a moment, quickly. Colossians chapter 3. You see, the Bible says where your treasure is, that's exactly where your heart's going to be. Where my treasure is, is where my heart's going to be. For the rich young ruler, his focus was on stuff right here. Oh, he knew there was an eternity, but he, he couldn't get his mind focused in the right priority. Colossians 3, chapter 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your heart or your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Then set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Does that mean I'm, I can't be a good employee? I'm not going to think about this world. I'm not going to take care of my children. I can't, I can't buy a, a, a new boat or a new set of golf clubs or something new for you later. No, not at all. But my heart and my mind have to realize that this time here is short. That time up there is much longer. It goes on, for you died, and when your life is now hidden with Christ in God, when Christ, who is your life, when he appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. You see, if I'm not careful, my stuff and the taking care of my stuff keeps my focus off eternal values. Number three, riches tend to make a person unsatisfied. They always want more. Now, that's true for any of us. I remember when I first got out of college, uh, I worked in a hospital in Detroit, uh, Henry Ford Hospital, and then I moved out to a smaller hospital. But Linda and I were just trying to get established, and there was nothing wrong with this. And as I began to get established in the field that I was at, I could work part-time and make a lot of money by the hour in retail. So I would work my 40 hours in a hospital and then work one or two nights a week in the retail, working five to nine or whatever. And and I'd make all kinds of money doing that. Well, we did that initially just to kind of get over some expenses and things. And then pretty soon you develop this mental list of stuff you want to buy. And you begin thinking, well, that's only another four months of whatever and we're going to have this. And then when you get there and you got that, the list has grown. I'm not talking to people who don't know what I'm talking about, am I? And it just grows. And pretty soon, this is what happened in Detroit. It's one of the reasons we left Detroit. In those days, I knew many people in the automobile industry in Detroit that worked seven days a week, 365 days a year. Because on Sundays, was triple time. And they just, that was their lifestyle. You see, it's always a little more. You write this verse down, you won't have time to turn to it this morning. Proverbs 23, 4. It says this, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Whoa. Well, honey, you can't quit working because we have to do this. I know the kids are there, but pretty soon, you know, if we get the swimming pool, then we get the boat, then you can quit working. And it's, it's never... And that's not that a, a woman working outside the home is bad. I don't mean it. But it's, 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 it's never, we don't know when to quit. Because that money always makes me feel, I've got to have just a little more. Remember the book, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Get Smart, Healthy, and Rich? If you're smart, you won't read the book. 
Because you don't want to strive to be what? Rich. That's not a goal. It's not a goal. Second Timothy, first Timothy actually says it this way. Yet godliness, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You know what I love? One of the reasons I love, and you need to love this, you need to be going on mission tours. Just pray that you'll go on a short-term mission tour. Somewhere, Haiti, Mexico, Peru, China, Singapore, wherever. Go somewhere. And when you go, I know when I, if I, when I get to go to that underground church. You know what I'll find in an underground church? Contentment and peace and joy with very little. Wow. Doesn't mean you can't, to be very honest, I, I have lots of stuff. But I have contentment and Peace and joy. You see, when God called me from a world where I had lots of stuff as a director of hospital pharmacy, the temptation was, whoa, I I can't leave that? No, we just walked away from it and followed God. He's been faithful. I learn it's never about the stuff. I do enough funerals that I'm always reminded it's never about the stuff. But we have a hard time with that. Well, look at verse 25, Matthew 19. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished when he told them about a needle and and that huge camel trying to go through it. And notice what they say. Who then can be saved? Why do they ask this? Because they haven't got it through their mind yet that the rich equaled heaven. Well, look what Jesus says. Jesus looked at him and said, with man, putting a camel through a needle, impossible. Salvation with man, impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Look at verse 27. Notice, doing the will of God, here's the truth, makes anything possible. See, what Jesus is really saying is, it's impossible for the rich or the poor to save themselves. They don't have enough ability to do it. But with God, it's not the issue. If they'll just follow and accept God's grace, they can become followers that end in heaven. Well, verse 27, Pete's always going to have something to say. Watch him. Peter answered him, hey, we've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? This statement is amazing because He says, the rich young man wouldn't sacrifice. He says, God, Jesus, you know you called us. We gave up everything to follow you. What is he playing? Peter's playing this profit loss statement, this loss gain card. Hey, we we gave up everything to follow you. Uh, uh, Do we make the right decision? Well, think about this. When you chose to follow Christ, What did you lose? Well, I lost my emptiness. I lost my guilt. I I lost my separation from God. I lost my fear of death. Well, what did I gain when I decided to follow Christ? I gained purpose and meaning in life. I had peace of mind, joy, enthusiasm, everyday living, and one day I'm going to go to heaven. Paul wrote it like this in Philippians. Yes, everything else is worthless, When compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For this sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. 
Here's the truth I want you to write, and I'm going to talk about it for a moment. Following Christ always brings us more than we can ever give up. You don't have to play the profit-loss deal. You don't have to play the loss-gain card. Let me just make a couple statements to you. If you follow Christ, it will cost you. When I'm going to China, I've been in India many places. I've talked to people. When they in those societies accept Christ in a Christian environment, it's nothing. In an environment where there's pagan religions, it's going to cost you. Many of the people that accept Christ, the underground church, their families have disowned them, have nothing to do with them. Some families will try to kill you in India, absolutely try to kill you. Muslims, for sure, will try to kill you. See, Jesus said, you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross, which means I have to do his will, not mine. And you have to follow him. It'll cost you to be a Christian. But it will always get you more than you lose. Always. Every single time. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Well, verse 28, Jesus answers the question of the disciples. What what are we going to get? He says, I tell you the truth at the renewal of all things. In other words, at the end times, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne in the millennium, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus said, what's your reward, Pete, for following me? Well, plenty here, but you're also going to be sharing my judgment and rule in my kingdom, in the millennium, at the second coming. Well, that doesn't say anything to you and I. What about you this morning? What if you decide to follow Christ? What about me? What did did I get? Well, look at verse 29. And what's it say? Everyone, Vieira, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times, 10,000%, as much and will inherit eternal life. So it isn't just the apostles that are going to greet great things. In the book of Luke, same story, Luke writes it an interesting way. Look at it, Luke 18. 29 through 30, it's on the overhead. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children, here's the key, for the sake of the kingdom, in other words, you're doing it to follow God, will be repaid many times over. Say these words with me here in NBR. In this life. When is that? Are you breathing this morning? That's in this life. No, yes, you are. You're lying. In this life. Many times over, we replace it. Let's read on. And we'll have eternal life, Vieira, with us in the... You, you mean there's something after this life? Let me ask you a very difficult question. Is the time of years in this life more or less in the time or years after this life? How much less? But what do we focus on? This life went from here all the way around the world 50 times and back is the extension of time versus one centimeter. We don't get it. We, we miss it. So Jesus says, here's the truth you want to write. For the Christ follower, there are riches on earth, and of course that includes stuff, and treasures in heaven. Now, this promise is not literal. You can't have hundreds of mothers 
It just means that God will be generous to us. I want you to think about this right now. You say, we're going to get lots of mothers, and this is very important. Let me just stop and say this in both places, here and here. Two things you want to focus on in life. Number one, time. Time. Most important thing there is in this. The most valuable resource you have is time. And the second is people. People. Time, because that's all we have here until we die. People's the only thing that's eternal. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. So notice, notice he says, uh, who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children. Those are all people. So sometimes the most precious things I have, and you'll understand this to be true. This is very true in foreign lands. Not as true here, but it's definitely true. Do you know that quite often my Christian friends, Linda and I's Christian friends, are closer to us than some relatives I have. You know why? They're blood relatives, but they don't love the Lord. So we have a lot closer friends right here than we do some relatives who don't know the Lord. Now, we love them, but the relationship's just different, isn't it? So when you come to Christ, you might lose a, a mom or a dad or a relative or a worker, but look around, you guys. And Vera, look around you. We got brothers and sisters and sons and daughters. They're beautiful. They're wonderful people that we get to spend not only here, but eternity with. I'll get to spend eternity with you. Remember, six foot 11. Make sure you're looking for the right guy. (laughs) First Corinthians says this. Those who use things of this world should not become attached to them. For this world as we know it will soon pass away. I want you, Paul says, to be free from the concerns of this life. Now, that doesn't mean you don't show up for work tomorrow. It doesn't mean that you do a terrible job. It doesn't mean you, you don't want your business to succeed or that you, you want to just invest in stuff for your retirement. And go, well, I just, who cares? Just put it in anything. No, you want to do things with excellence. But guys, money and stuff, they're necessary. They're part of living. But you can, number one, never accumulate enough riches to get to heaven Careful. Also, nothing is going to survive this life but people. Nothing. Nothing we have or own will survive. The world is temporary. It's in the process of passing away. Don't place your time and value on temporal things. Have a light touch. Our citizenship isn't here. It's in heaven. Be careful we don't get tangled with the things of this world and lose out on treasure. You see, if we're only investing in my security, what I want, my comfort, my pleasure, I'm making a bad investment. Here's a statement I want you to write down. We have one more after this. Truth. Spend your time, your most valuable resource, with people, with family, with friends, and with God. While you do it, make sure your priorities are focused on eternity. On eternity. You remember Peter said to Jesus, we've left everything. What is there for us? I probably would imagine that Jesus might have said this later privately to Peter, not publicly. Pete, what have you been doing with me the last three years? Pete said, well... I've been following you. Did you gain anything from it? Well, yeah, we, 
We saw people's lives changed. We've seen the dead raised. We saw people healed and the, the lame walk. And oh, I get what you're trying to say to me. Did I get anything? In fact, you sent me out and I saw devils respond to the name of God. You see, sometimes we forget the benefits we have already right here with no stuff but a relationship with God. Wow. The benefits, they're incredible. Linda and I, we've been talking and thinking. I'm 63. I came to the Lord at five. So I've been serving God for 58 years. Failed lots of times. My wife came to know the Lord at a very young age. We were fortunate to have parents that love God. I don't know why. But I want to tell you, during all those years, I've made lots of mistakes, but God's grace is good. When I look back in my life, starting over here at five, and I watch my life, the joy of having children, seeing God minister to our lives, never being in the ministry at these years, the early years, or just in the world doing all those things, witnessing to coworkers, working in the church, serving in the church, doing whatever, just loving God. In these years, any trouble? Whew. Lots of trouble. Ever since I came eventually to become a pastor, you know, open heart surgery, my wife had cancer of the skin, kids got divorced, husband walks away, wife walks away, supposedly Christians. Trouble? Sure, we've had trouble. But if I would go back to this spot at 1948, do I regret any of this life to 2007? Not one day. It was the best decision I ever made. It was the right choice. We did good, but there's some things we certainly learned. Our kids today both know the Lord. Our granddaughters, one's too young. The other one just got baptized in water. She knows the Lord. You you can't put a price on that. So what do I do? I'm trying to focus on two things. Time, best use of my time, and people just like you. The right choice. The last thing you're to write this morning is this one. Truth. The right choice is to repent, believe, and follow Jesus Christ. That's the right choice. In this room and in Veer right now, some of you have never made that choice. You've never chosen to follow God. Now, you're, you're not at five. Those kids are already out of here. But you're at 17. You're at 27. You're 43. You might be 62 this morning. And you have regrets but it's never too late to start doing right today. Following Christ always brings us more than we will ever give up. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that seeking treasures in heaven will also result in rewards here on earth. Many feel that a Christian must either choose God and be miserable on earth or choose worldly pleasures and miss out on heaven. Following Jesus could not be more rewarding for one's life here on earth. Have you made a choice to surrender your life to Him today? Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Our God is just, generous, and faithful. Have you ever served a master who is far from these things? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will speak to listeners on the true character of God. If God has proven time and time again to be good, and Scripture promises this, then we should be excited to serve Him. Christians should be grateful for the privilege of serving a God who embodies a humble leader. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.